mindset is you're already there. So solution, all right, I need to go ahead and do DoorDash while I'm looking for another job. So you're already putting in motion besides playing in victim with the past. Like you're not going back in time. You know? So now that we've assessed the situation, mm-hmm. how do we communicate to our surroundings that we are in survival mode? Because some people, they don't communicate. They'll lash out at the child. They'll lash out mm-hmm. at the significant other. They'll lash out at their boss because they... We always feel like, I don't want to tell too much of my business, or a lot of people feel like, it is none of your business what I'm going through, because you may use what I'm going through against me. You mm-hmm. may use whatever it is. So, But then the boss could just be joking and make a side joke, and he's like, who the F you think you're talking to? Now the boss gets this, or the significant other, the child gets this. How do we communicate properly that, hey, I'm in survival mode right now, and I can't. I can't dwell on this. I have to focus on this. The best way, in my opinion, is would be your absence. Uh, a lot of people's issue is is you just always on. You never off. Things have to fill your absence. People, your job, your career, your passion. You know what I mean. The places you love to go, you have to go without these things. So a lot of things on when you get to this point that we're talking now, what's missing is the humility. And humility and you know humbleness is really just acceptance. And it's accepting everybody woke up with a problem today. Like, no group of people woke up with problems and this group didn't. Everybody woke up with a problem. But everyone's problems are different. Everyone's quality problems are different. Some people have good problems. Some people have bad problems. See, this is where now playing that good and bad works against your ass. You know what I mean? Because you just associate problems with being bad. You feel me? But trying to figure out what you're going to eat today is a problem. If you got enough money in your account, it's a good problem. You can eat whatever you want. <laughs> if your account negative, you got a whole nother problems that's stacking up on top of each other. Absolutely. You dig what I'm saying? So now you start to get into the basis of certain technique, of certain routine. This is the point of when they go into a gym and tell you, you know, you should work out in the morning. You should walk in the morning, do certain things. Mm-hmm. It's not so you can look good. It's not so you can feel good. You, Everybody wakes up in the day with, let's call it, it's a bucket. You dig what I'm saying? So... You put things into this buddy. You bucket. You put water into it. You put abundance. You know what I mean? When you eat right, when you do what you said you was going to do in the morning, you're putting good things into the bucket. Right. When you go out into the world, it's automatically going to take things out. You're going to see something that hurts your feelings. You're going to hear somebody talking to somebody crazy. You're going to hear a white right. person say nigga over here. Like, it's taking out the bucket. You dig yeah. what I'm saying? So you have to be under the understanding and the humility that every day is going to go like this. So you can't control those things that are taken out. All you can control is what you put in. So that's why you start your day early and stretch. That's why you start your day early and vibe, meditate. Just take time to yourself. Just zen, you know, get balanced because things are going to be taken out of that every day. So now if you're in this system, it's working to your advantage because bad days only come so often, which you consider bad. I don't have bad days. But your on days now, you get nothing but abundance because you've already poured into yourself. And now you go out into the world and at the gas station, I'm going to cover it. I got it. You know what I mean? Don't even worry about that. You go to work, all the parking spots you like is open. Like, now you up. <laughs> you pouring into it. But now you have another problem. See, now that also creates anxiety because what I'm going to do with all this abundance? So now I'm worrying because I'm like, damn, I'm going to mess it up. I'm going to squander it away. I'm going to go to the casino. You was in my head, man. You dig what I'm saying? So this is now the problem. And it it just has a negative annotation. That's what it is. It it did it naturally, but we've used it that way so much. It's designed it. You know what I mean? Just like we've used masculine things so much femininely. It's becoming feminine. 
Yeah. That's how magic works. The more we put into it, what you feed will grow. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. So now, again, you can't change that. You can't go in Webster's and like, now nah, I'm going to redefine problem. Like, you got to change you, change your rhetoric. That's why I only bring solutions. I don't even speak in problems. I don't bring problems. Hell, I already got enough. Right, I'm right, black right. in America. <laughs> I got enough. You dig? So why would I add more to it? That's what I'm thinking when I wake up in the morning. Why am I adding more to my problems? I already know I got to go out there and face. When I see a police officer, problem. When I go to the grocery store, I forgot my wallet, problem. <laughs> Either I'm going to leave yeah, on this yeah, shit or come back. You know what I mean? It's a problem. Mm-hmm. Every day, every when your car start acting up, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. So you have to pre-go into life. You got to be progressive. You got to be proactive. You got to go into accepting this new car, knowing it's going to break down one day. See, that's humility. But a lot of people don't right. do that. They go into this car accepting, oh, this is going to ride me around. This is going to pick this chick up. It's going to, ooh. You ain't even thinking about what can go wrong. So, again, this right. is now assessing what can be wrong in the beginning. Like we said, that's the first thing you Because you don't want to have a pessimistic attitude either always exactly. as well. You just want to live, but then you pay that. Again, you go back to pay that consequence when you don't prepare for a disaster, when you don't prepare for the worst to happen. I was going to, uh, you were in my head because I was saying that, when you're going through adversity, how do you keep the right mindset? Because I do follow that universal law, that manifestation law, that whatever you worry about, it's going to make it worse. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Absolutely. So how do you maintain a level of let me stay upbeat because that can also change my day. That can yeah. also change how I look at things. How do I keep that yeah. mindset? I meditate. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, exactly. He, he said prep. Perfectly, because um, when you meditate, you're preparing for the worst, but expecting the best. You feel what I'm saying? So okay. it's kind of like you, in a way, you're preparing, like, whatever happens, that's, I'm going to just handle it. You feel me? But it's also like you're making it to where you don't really see that, but, you know, if it comes, you're ready for whatever it is. But it's kind of like you're not letting that be your main focus, especially while you're meditating and stuff like that. So it's kind of like the way you would affirm yourself. You know what I mean? It's not like, okay, um, yeah, I'm going to go out here and get the bag, blah, 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 blah. But it's kind of like, you know. You prepare how you're going to get the bag and protecting your way. It's, it's, I don't know. It's the way of how you affirm yourself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because you know how to protect yourself. You know how you handle situations. So you know how to build your armor that morning while you're meditating. So you're not just asking for stuff. To, you know what I mean? You're actually preparing yourself. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to handle this. Like, I don't give a fuck. You know, fuck y'all. Fuck that. You know, it's right, the, right, the way right. how you prepare yourself. You feel me? Because you're protecting yourself for problems to come also. Because like he said, that's life. So, you know, you're actually just preparing for life, not just like asking you know right so it's the way of how you meditate in the morning now to spell on that one of the lessons that i recently learned i always would take ownership Mm -hmm. like okay this is my problem Mm -hmm. this is this is i put myself like you said i always take ownership of anything you know what i'm saying because there's too many people that are delusional right now that they want to point but that does nothing to solve for problem solving Mm -hmm. it's like oh if they didn't do this to me or this job didn't do this to me like what does that have to do with you don't have a job right now? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? What does this have to do with you didn't save up for your car repairs or anything like that? That has nothing to do with where you are now. So right. I take ownership. But what I wasn't doing was being in the attitude of gratitude. Okay, there right. is the bus. Right. There is Uber. There is this aunt that's going to be able to help me out. There is a resource. You got two feet. I got two feet. <laughs> so the attitude of gratitude was like, all is not lost. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you focus, going back to that mindset, you focus so much on the bad, yeah. you don't even see all the possibilities. Like, I was telling somebody, I was telling Melanie the other day, I was getting ready to complain because I got a bad call coming into work. Yeah. And 
it was like the universe, or why I say God, uh -huh. said, look to your right. It was OSU Hospital. Yeah. <laughs> look to your left. It was Riverside Hospital. <laughs> it was People like people lived there. That's the answer. Yeah. <laughs> they lived there. You're you're looking at these places <laughs> from the freeway headed to work, which means what? I Passing gave you life. Yeah. And I, I, I and obviously you have health. Yeah. Going into work, you know what I'm saying? But you could be in and, and I was reminded of going through my COVID episodes and, and almost dying, you know what I'm saying, yeah. being on life support and all these things like that. He said, Remember where you were. You know what I'm saying? So this is the attitude of gratitude. The attitude of gratitude, and I'm I'm talking to someone out there. Shout out to Jack who's on the check-in. AU's he said, My man oh, Jack, yeah, hey, exactly. on the check-in. If I could drop a bomb while you pull. I would drop a bomb for you, put the computers down. We're going to keep me back up and running tonight for uh, um, uh, Double Take. Uh, Lakeisha, who's on the check-in, well, uh, come on out to Double Take tonight if you're not doing anything. She always follows me around the city. But shout-out to everybody that's on the check-in. But um, one of the things that I'm so glad about is that even when I try to feel low, my mind all automatically goes back to December 2017. Ten below zero, living in my car, all my clothes in the back. And trying to stay warm for, you know, however long I can until I can find a place where I can get warm for about 30 minutes, go back out to my car, go to the next destination, sleeping in the studio. Uh, me and my partners put money together, you know, uh, just to try to keep the radio station and the continent going. These are the sacrifices that we made. Put money together for a bucket, bucket of Popeye's chicken. You know what I'm saying? These are the things I'm like, man, I'm light years away from that. Yeah. So that's the attitude of gratitude is like, Okay, this is what I'm dealing with now, but I'm not going back there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So these are the things that I think people should revert to is like, look at, I mean, you want to look at the road and see how far you got, have to go, but look at the road that you've traveled. Yeah. How far have you traveled? Right. And, and you know what I'm saying? It doesn't make it seem that bad. Yeah, and it has to be a cause and effect. You know what I mean? A lot of times people are just looking to be out of their situation, but not accepting that this is going to change you as a person. It's going to change your whole mindset. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the beginning, the first step to changing your mindset is disassociating what you think you know about words, how you think they work, what you think they mean, and relearning their meanings. You know what I mean? That's why we lose, use a lot of these words on the show. But even through speaking to people, through the through doing therapy most people do not know what these terms mean they have a broad idea of what they think it means you dig so i think that's why we became the catalyst to kind of bridge that gap to put it in ling lamest terms mm -hmm. like Absolutely. our lingo our slang you dig what i'm saying mm -hmm. so all of these things stem from the meditation you feel me so meditation literally the point of meditation is clearing your mind is to focus on what you want to focus on so this day and age that's more difficult because we have so many distractions. You got your phone you can focus on, this person talking, that, radio on, this yeah, one, you yeah. dig what I'm saying? So the point of it is to clear yourself of all that, to just focus on what you want to do. You think of any big CEO, tycoon, most entertainer celebrities, they all meditate. They all do these things when they're planning what they're about to do next, when they're planning the adversity they're through. So once we disassociate, you know, what we think about meditation and you see this yoga person and that, that's that's not all meditation. It's a type of meditation, but there's hundreds of different types. So when you're in adversity, you're in the middle of it. You dig? The best thing you can do is breathe, is, is mind your breathing. So so breathe. So inhale, exhale, hold the exhale a little longer typically than you would. You feel me? And just feel that exhale, you know, blowing out. And keep doing that. You'll feel yourself start to calm down. You dig what I'm saying? 
when you're in the shower, when you're in the car singing, jamming, all that's meditation. When you focus on one thing, it's not meditation. It's not focused on nothing at all. It's focusing on the one thing that you want to focus on. That's manifesting. So if it is that new job, that's all I'm thinking about. Okay, what do I need? Do I need new shoes? I need a new shirt. I, you know what I mean? Am I gonna be there early? Am I going to bed the night before? That's manifesting. Because every decision you're making is so you can be successful in this arena. You dig what I'm saying? So once we start realizing we're doing a lot of these things already in our natural life, we just aren't putting intention behind it because we don't know what we're doing. We have no idea right. what this is. You feel me? So it's it's taking a moment for yourself. Again, layman's terms like slang. That's all spirituality is. You dig what I'm saying? So the spirit literally is the breath. If you look at any religion, any text, the spirit is the breath. So spirituality is the art of mastering your breathing. So your breathing is the trigger. When you get afraid and your sister, uh, that's that's the trigger. It's showing you everything is high and everything's going on. Yo, we need to focus on this. When you're in danger and you just get tunnel vision and lock in on that, right. you dig what I'm saying? That's meditation. So the reason people practice it, again, is not to say they do it, it's to not look good, it's to get it's to master that experience. So then when this life altering situation that happens. Maybe 2% make it through. Everybody else is just crushed and broken. You can still move on with your life. And accept you humbly. Something like this is going to happen again. You know what I mean? I didn't get through this so it never happened again. I got through this so it won't break me the next time it happens. True. You dig what I'm saying? I got through this so if I see this in my partner or my kid, it doesn't trigger me every time they do it. I'm humble enough to realize they're healing. They're on their journey. So I got to get them grace. You know what I mean? So that's where now... We don't need as much tough love because we were bred in that shit. Like we, that's all we had. So now a lot of parents are feeling, you know, ashamed because they feel like they in a soft air. They being too nice. You dig what I'm saying? And there has to be that balance. Too much of any good thing could be a bad thing. So you just got to find your balance with it. I want, I want to go back because you always drop it and you, you, you keep going. <laughs> you, you drop the this one bomb. So let's go back to the distractions. Yeah. Now, I'm going to go back to, um, there was this guy out of uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, who had a phenomenal uh, sales class. Yeah. And what he was saying is that um, when you're on your sales journey, you are going to be faced with a lot of rejection. Right. And, and, and the human body is not equipped to handle rejection. Like <laughs> we don't like, we, we really go inside when we're rejected from anybody. So when we hear the word no, even psychologically, it fucks us up. To hear no, why, why are you telling me no? You know, because it, it, I wouldn't call the word no a negative thing, but when you want something from someone and you get told no, it'll fuck you up. So just to go with that, he said, so you're you're, you're making your sales calls day out, day in, day out. You get told no. He said, so what happens is when you get in all that pain, let's say you're on a fitness journey. You are more subject to hit the burger joints with right. the fries and the shakes and all this stuff like that because you're getting all this pain during the day. It's like, man, the, the body has to get some sort of pleasure. It's like, okay, I can control this. I can control all these no's, but I can control this. A lot of times when we face our problems, this is why we scroll all day. You know what I'm saying? We stay in that phone all day because we don't want to face that problem. We eat the most horrible things is because we need that stimuli. We need that sugar. We need that salt. Um, we stay in everybody else's business. Uh, or, or, you know, some people even turn to sex, pornography, different types of shit to keep their mind drugs. Yeah. This is why people smoke weed a lot. Yeah. You know, so let's go back to the distractions. How do we 
get rid of distractions so that we can focus on the problem. I, I, I notice a lot in weed smokers, mm -hmm. you still have the same problem. You know what I'm saying? Even though you're relaxed and you're in this calm state, and you, and you, I know weed helps me not to give a fuck. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So, I mean, but you still have to go back to that situation and say, okay, let me set these distractions aside. How do we, A, recognize that mm -hmm. they are distractions, keeping us from focusing on the problem, mm -hmm. and, and, and still giving ourselves grace when we fall victim to these distractions? That's when you pull yourself from the situation again. Okay. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it depends on how you started. It's your, it's, everything is your intentions when you're going into it. So if you ever try to find how someone else is wrong in a situation you're wrong 100 <laughs> percent of the time <laughs> this is a universal fact you dig no nobody is responsible for your issues if you come in here yelling at me and shit i allowed you to i can't even be mad at you because i allowed you to yell at me especially if i'm just sitting here taking it i can't be upset you know what i mean if you gave me an opportunity that I squandered. I wasn't prepared for that opportunity. I can't be mad that you didn't give it to me sooner or you didn't show me how to make it work. You dig what I'm saying? So that's why I asked myself that accountability question of her. Am I wrong? This alleviates you of everything else. But the first moment you're trying to figure out how some, this is someone else's fault, you already, you're, you're done. You've already done yourself a disservice. There is no road to redemption. You're going to have to destroy all of this and start all over again. You cannot refurbish things. Oh, and that's what a lot of people are doing because that's the shortcut. They're trying to take an already broken person and refurbish them. They're trying to take a broken mindset and refurbish it. Like, Preach. if something doesn't work for you, you have to build all over again. And again, it wouldn't be so hard to you if when you came in, you accepted, I might, I'm going to lose this thing one day. This is going to stop working one day. It's going to need new batteries one day. So the longer you keep yourself that ignorance is bliss shit, like, that's what's wrong with that's you. That's the distraction. <laughs> that's like, what's don't wrong think about with it. you. You're yeah. choosing to Talk be ignorant it. because it's the easier path. But it's just the easier path today. And everything you put off to tomorrow is harder. And then when you actually have to deal with this shit, that's usually when people at rock bottom, that's when they come into you like, y'all need some money. Because you ain't been dealing with this the whole time. You've been allowing Ooh. it, waiting for it to go away, hoping it'll go away. But you ain't actually make it go away. You didn't confront it. You didn't come up to that problem like, shit, I was the same in the car. I said, I will never be in this situation. I had to look myself in the mirror. I will never be in this situation again in my life. And you got to stand on that. If you don't even mean that, don't even talk to yourself like that. See, all of these things set you back. Because the moment you try to half step, life is going to push you back four steps. That, that, and that was, goes back to the pain. When I was in the car and I was cold, I said, no, I can't do this yeah. again. You know what I'm saying? I, and it wasn't so much that I was, you know, being delusional. But I was like, I am a two-degree college graduate. It's humiliation. Homeless it's as humiliation. hell. And we need that tough love. We need that humiliation. And it's hard as yeah. you got to give it to yourself. <laughs> I was like, I got two damn degrees. And, I'm, and, and I had to give myself grace. And I said, well, why are you in, in this car? It's because you left the safety net of a job. You left the safety net and said, I'm going to take a chance. You knew that this shit could happen. That is what you asked for. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everything is accountability. It's going to make you want to keep your hustle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you remember where you came from and how you got to where you are, so you were paying gratitude into your journey besides where you are and where you've been. So it's like that journey is where that hustle comes in. So when you at the high point where you are, you got to keep that same energy that got you here, that hustle, Preach. but you got to enhance it a little more because you got bigger problems. You feel what I'm saying? Other, whatever the case is. So you got to hustle even harder 
just so you won't go back to that. Because if you don't hustle, you won't fall even below, even more below where you were. You feel what I'm saying? Like, it hit different with how you look at shit. You feel what I'm saying? Like, how you put that much intent into it. When you stop that intent, you're going to just go ahead, you know what I mean, crash. So it's kind of like you got to keep your hustle. Keep that going. Keep this same energy you asked for, so keep playing in it. You know what okay. I mean? So you won't go back to where you were. So so we, we, we got the bookmark. We got the bullet points. We got the accountability assessment. We got the plan. We got the communication. We have the... Uh, staying away from distractions. Um, let's talk about the lesson. So once we start coming out of that adversity, and 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 you've already hit hit a a lot of those points. Uh, how do we not get back in that situation again? So you have to before you even start planning, you have to learn the lesson. A lot of people are trying to learn the lesson in the middle of making the plan after they got the lesson already. Preach. You know what I mean? Again, you trying to you have stepping, you trying to skip steps, you trying to put the steps in your order, and they already had a natural order. What you're trying to do is find that natural order and live in that pocket. You dig? So assessment is learning the lesson. That's you assessing. You knowing what you did wrong. You understand how I got here. That's what you in the car. That's the lesson. So the plan now is what you're going to do after this. The plan is not avoidance of the lesson. The plan is not not doing the things that got me here while I was going to the casino a lot. No, that wasn't the problem. That, again, that's a distraction. Right. Right. You're trying to make something else to be the problem because it's unsolvable, so you never will have to finish it because you ain't really working on the solution. You dig mm. what I'm saying? So again, that delusion is going to keep you where you at. Like... You you can't you ain't slicker than the universe like you can't trick you can't I like finesse that. you did I like that that's a whole post yeah and we're <laughs> and we're natural we're natural finessers by by trait like yeah the thing you talk about with the no is we're rebels you know what I mean I used to rebel against rebelling when I was a kid we're rebels <laughs> so you learn that no is a superpower being able to tell people no being able to take no you know what I mean being able to dissect this may be a no but I'm still going to try to the best of my ability I'm not going to let that you know take me out and stay in bed I'm still going to do it it could still be a no you know what I mean so when we now get to the end which we are the end is just another beginning everything comes full circle so now even through our episodes like if people listen they'll see how they're starting to connect because you you had a question one day we were discussing this and you asked when is it the process and when is it faith you dig? So everything we've discussed to this point is the process. The only thing you have left is faith. And probably the biggest thing of all is faith. You cannot ask for the universe for anything and have doubt that it's going to come. You ain't going to get it. So going into accident, you got to accept this is mine. Because like you, like you asked for help when you needed it. This is mine. This is my help. This is my money. I need that. You, you just got it. You holding on to it. But I need that. Because I did all the steps I did to get this money. And then I went to this bank and they denied me a loan. They told me no. And that's cool, too. But you can do that for me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And if you choose not to, again, I'm not upset with you. But our dynamics are going to change moving forward. So now I'm putting you in that hot seat. I'm putting accountability on you. I'm not saying it's help me or die. So <laughs> my, my mindset, I made that a post, but I truly feel like that, that you know, because I'm not going to ask anybody for help unless I need it, right? Absolutely. And, and I, I'm only going to ask the person that I feel that can help me. So I made a post. I said... I asked you once. You tell me no, I'll never ask Same you. Same here. Mm -hmm. Same. 100%. <laughs> and, and they don't, and, and this is where we need more humility. This is where we start gaslighting and making people feel like they need to give us closure and explain why they told us no. Again, no one owes you none of that. That's not their fault. Mm -hmm. You only accept in your life you got in your life the shit you allowed. 
You feel like that's not their obligation to explain anything to you. Exactly. No, no, so no. once we alleviate ourselves <laughs> of all those emotions and insecurities and feel like, well, you got to tell me why you did that, what you did to me. They don't got to tell you nothing. <laughs> you, need to, you need to learn how to read people better. That's what you need to be working on. You feel me? So then we stop running into these issues because a lot of these issues are just certainty. My uncle and auntie, the one with the money, I know they're going to give it to me. But they've been watching you squander money you got from everybody this whole time. And they smart enough to know what you're doing because they made the money. Right. So they smart enough to tell you no because they know you're going to mess up the money and come <laughs> right back again because of how you came at me was like I was an ATM. Motherfuckers don't use an ATM once. Every time I have some money in this joint, you try to take it out. You feel me? So if I can already see you looking at me like this, I'm already going to derail you. I'm going to tell you no up front because maybe this is what you needed. Maybe the no was what you needed to hear because right. too many people been enabling you. This isn't yes, yes, yes. I feel sorry for my blase skip. Again, we all got problems. Absolutely. We can't sit around. Nobody's a charity case. Even handicapped people, they're not. Even mentally ill. They, they, Hell, they're they, pissed they, that they're not accepted in society as normal. You dig what I'm shit. saying? They got they more got benefits more than somebody with two legs. And more yeah. sense yeah. half the time. With two legs. Yeah. Like, and more yeah. common sense yeah. half the time. They got more fight. Because, you know, when you look at no, it's all about perception. You know, just everything we're talking about is observance. Just like how you say, you know, because... If you look at no, when people get rejected at door slamming door, they keep moving on. So you flip the no. You know, it's about how right. you bring in that word into your body, mm-hmm. into your mental. So people look at the cup halfway empty, halfway full. You feel me? So we look at things holistically. So the way that you're affirming with meditation and stuff, it brings in that activation. So no can be activation to somebody else, but it can bring somebody else's you know, round down because they'll just be stuck on that no. Like, all right, well, since you said no here, that means I'm, this is the last level that I can go through. You know what I mean? But some people keep it pushed. You know what I mean? Because that no can move on to a bigger yes than you even thought. You know what I mean? So that energy intent of just keep moving forward. You know what I mean? And sometimes that's where we were speaking about like that fuck it comes in at. You know what I yeah. mean? Because you're observing like some people may just be telling you no just to tell you no. Because like that's supposed to add into you need to go do your own shit because it's going to hit different when you do. But, but as he was saying that things are situational and it really is about mindset. He said somebody with two no legs is a CEO of a corporation. You got two perfect legs. You know, somebody with five kids living in the suburbs in a $350,000 house with somebody with no kids is out here struggling. You know what I'm saying? You got some people with, you know, just all these obstacles. That's why I'll be like, I love that that quote that says, Somebody could take them same cars that you got and win with it. Hell yeah. You, you know? run the, and run the table. You know? <laughs> Somebody I, can take them same cars. I love cars. that you brought up salesmen because them was a lot of my like mentors growing up. You know what I mean? Like Especially in Cutco. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> selling knives. Never thought I'd be selling knives door to door in my life. Right. And going into it, I was nervous because I was just looking at the numbers to how many people actually say yes to how many people say no. You know what I mean? So uh, shout out to Eric. He's one of my mentors at the time. But his mind's like, my God, he has one of the craziest mindsets I've ever seen. Like, he does not let nothing take him out the game. He has a way to repurpose everything. You know what I mean? We'd go to the meeting because I used to be shadowing him. And they hit him with the no. He's like, all right, glad we got the no out the way. We're going to get you to a yes. <laughs> right, right. And I'm just watching like, what the? It, it is working. Like, he yeah. just so, because he believes in what he's saying. He ain't, he don't look like he's feeding you no BS. He don't look like he doubting it. He don't look like he just telling you this and he don't do this in his own life. Like he practices everything he preached. That 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 was my guy. You know what I mean? He taught me so so much game. Like, and it was all mindset. When I got to the end, I'm just like, how are you? You. You know what I mean? It was his mindset. Like yeah. when he put his mind to something, he get that shit done. And 
I didn't grow up seeing that. I grew up seeing a lot of um, what a lot of us see in our communities. People saying, you know, what they could have done or what. I would have gave LeBron James 40 points. Like, yeah. you ain't make the team. Relax. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of woulda, coulda, shoulda. Yeah. And then I started getting around people who just, they didn't even speak unless they was going to do it. They didn't speak unless they was already in the middle. You're not going to hear them have a conversation once and we having this same conversation again. So I started to learn these things. This is This is the tough love. So... First time anything, we have to come with humility and grace. We don't know how this is about to go. I don't know what you're going to say. I don't know what you're really going through. So if I care to help you find a solution, I have to be open. You know what I mean? You could be the problem. They could be the problem. I have no idea. But when we get into time number two and you're trying to have this same conversation, that means you did no work in between. Now it's tough love. Now it's get up off the couch, go get a job. Because I know, humbly, I ain't the first person that done told you this. Right. You didn't either told yourself. Or somebody else that care about you done told you, like, yo, get your shit together. So now I'm to the point of telling you this many times. I can't be nice about it. You know what I mean? Because, again, that might be what your issue is. People being too nice and gentle with your ass. And you might not even ask for that. But we do that. What the hand? We do that as people. We push around handicapped motherfuckers. They get upset. Like, what you doing, bro? I got it. I'm like, oh, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can help. <laughs> I'm in your way. Okay. <laughs> That's the accountability. That's realizing. Even when I think I got the tools and the insight and can help you and the intentions, you ain't asked for the fucking help. So if you reject it or tell me no, I cannot get upset. When I see a homeless person, let me just take this five. No, nah, I'm cool, young blood. Like, I can't get upset by that. I don't know your life is set up. You can have a whole rich family somewhere. You just want to come live on the street like Aladdin. Like, I don't know what I don't know what you do, but I can't assume. That's where we run into trouble. We try to assume someone's in danger. We assume someone needs help. We assume this was adversity for me. So it's probably adversity for you. There's no humility in that. You, you dig what I'm saying? You know the illest thing I heard in regards to tough love? It was from God. Yeah. It was like Okay, so everybody, a lot of people know my story that, you know, my mom, you know what I'm saying, had to, to, had to, you know, give me away at 17. So that pattern and shaped a lot of things in my life. Decisions, actions, blah, 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 blah. But then I, sat, I found myself in my later adulthood using it as a crutch. Yeah. A huge crutch. So it was, what, uh, October 2021. Mm -hmm. Of course, she passed, right? Our condolences. Yeah, thank you. And it I, I never heard that voice so clear. It's like, she's gone now. What excuse do you have now? Yep. What and it was harsh, like, you've used this as a crutch all your life. Now she's no longer here. What are you gonna do now? You know what I'm saying? And that is a growing moment because you ain't got nobody, oh, if she didn't do this, or if he didn't do that, it's like you're an adult. You know what I'm saying? Now, even though you may have things to deal with, mm -hmm. how long are you going to keep? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And a lot of people are, are carrying around that parental, you know, trauma burden. A lot of people are carrying around that, you know what I'm saying, I got picked on. Like you said, they can't let it go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that growth point is like, it's on me now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's convenient. That's why they can't let it go. It's because right. children don't have to be held responsible. So they yeah. don't want to be held accountable. They don't want to grow up. But that child in you is the issue because that's who's driving the wheel. And you in some adult situations. Yeah. And you in a big old adult relationship. Right, right. <laughs> and your nine-year-old self is making the decisions. It's, it's already going to fail, you dig? So the question you like are asking yourself now, that's where some people are going to come with that question. That's the question I bring. Like, who are you? 
You know what I mean? Right. Some people gonna say orphan, basketball player, doctor. This. That's what you do. That's not who you are. Right. Who are you? You know what I mean? Right. Like to somebody that doesn't know you, what what would be your best qualities? What would be your worst? What would you say? Most people cannot answer that question. They have no idea whatsoever because they were the trauma. I was the kid who lost their mom. I was the kid who grew up with my grandmother. I was a kid that grew up in the system. I was a kid that grew up selling drugs, a kid that grew up in prison. That has become their identity. So they have to live within that identity to make all of this make sense, to feel comfortable in this. That's, again, when we were talking about adopting the criminal mindset. That is a mindset. Nobody is inherently good or evil. <laughs> like right. we all come with bullshit. We all come with some real shit. Like the the portions is is why people fuck with you. If you only got one percent real and everything else bullshit, that's that's the difference. You dig? Right. So we have to really look in the mirror at some point in your life and ask yourself like, who are you? And if you can't answer that question, that should be every moment of your day is spending to figuring out who you are, right, to right. working towards the next thing. So you asked earlier too. You know when you are in that adversity. When you are around, when I need a minute, you know what I mean? You got to take yourself out of it. You have to take yourself out of it. Stop dating. Stop drinking. <laughs> stop clubbing. Stop doing anything that could be a result of how you're feeling. And then start gradually bringing things back. And again, assess. There's always an assessment. It's not just in the beginning. You have to assess every single step of your journey. Because then what are you comparing it to? If you don't know what happened yesterday, what are you comparing today to? You dig what I'm saying? And you damn sure don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So once we start living in today, it gives us an understanding of past and present. And then we have to find a balance to also forget about that shit sometimes and just live in today. Because sometimes what's haunting us is that thing we healed in the past. Because at that time, we never thought we would be healed from it. So now our mm. guilt is saying, like, you didn't even believe in us. Right. How are you going to count us out? Look yeah. at us. Look at us thriving. You know what I mean? That's what you have to release. That's what I release when I say release. I get grounded. I go into nature. You know what I mean? No socks, no shoes. Like, you have to release. You have to completely take yourself outside of all this society shit and think. And really, really think. And be honest with your thoughts. And ask yourself questions. Like, a series of my decisions is all questions. How is this going to work out? What if this person drop out? What if they call in sick? What if this don't go? And once I've relieved all of that, I have the peace of mind to do what I need to go do. But I don't step into anything in, with it, the anxiety or doubt or what it could have, should have. You dig? So all of this is a process that once we start handling it, even a small situations like this, you get better in the big situations. See, a lot of people just want to jump into being healed. You got to start with the small shit, the shit you can actually heal and deal with. Right. You know what I mean? Somebody calling you ugly. Like, you got to heal that. <laughs> like, that should not bother you. <laughs> you feel me? So as we start to move through life and we taking care of one, you're going to be able to learn to take care of three. But you cannot skip two. You don't get to skip your journey because you met this person they at a 10 and they're ready to go. You're like, man, I need to hurry up and get ready. You are going to fuck their life up. Right. You are going to fuck right. their life up. So. Forget asking yourself, how do they care about me? How do you care about them? Again, always put the accountability back on yourself. I'm damaged. I'm staying in a relationship with you. How do I care about you when I know I'm going to hurt you on the back end? So the best thing for me to do is take myself out of it. Mm -hmm. Even if it hurts your feelings, even if they don't understand, because in a higher frequency self, you know this is the right thing to do. See, like you were saying, we just going off stimulation. You just going off, this makes me feel good right now. I don't want to feel bad anymore. That's a problematic person because you're not even looking for solutions. You're just trying to be away from the problem. That don't mean you're going somewhere better. You could be going somewhere worse. You dig? You blindly running into the fucking darkness. Anything can be out there. So it's different when you live in the darkness, when you work in the darkness, you do your shadow work, you do your meditation, you have those bad thoughts. 
You ask yourself, damn, I'm a bad son for how I felt about my mom. I ask myself that all the time. My security is in my answer. My response is the reason this person y'all see exists. You dig what I'm saying? Because right. I don't feel guilty for that no more. And the only reason I felt guilty as a child is because that's how much I loved your ass. I loved you so much, it pissed me off when you fucked up. <laughs> now, how do people... Okay, so this is the bonus bullet point. Yeah. Uh, let me uh, take a chance, to uh, a time right now to shout out uh, Jessica Renee and uh, Adrian. I'm not sure the, the last name, but thank you guys for being on the check-in. Uh, Jessica Renee says, love my shower meditation, my cleansing uh, for the day and... Phys I'm sorry, my cleansing for the day physically and spiritually. And that that's dope. I mean, going back to what we said earlier... Um, but I wanted to talk about what you were saying. When you've gotten past that adversity, mm -hmm. you know, for those who are just joining us, we're talking about self-assessment, how to uh, overcome adversity uh, for this conversation. So when we've gotten past the adversity, how do we keep that guilt from coming? You know, because people always want to remind you of your past. When you grow right. or when you heal, oh, I remember you used to be a hoe. Right. Or, I remember we used to, you know, sell drugs. Or, I remember you used to be cheating people. People always want to bring up negative shit when they see, oh, because what they'll say is, oh, you think you're all that now? Or who are you to tell me this, that, and the other? It's like, no, I've gone through the steps to build up my esteem. I've gone through the steps to build up my growth, you know, and I'm not going to let you take me back that way. I'm right. not delusional right. about who I used to be, right. but I don't want to go back to that mindset. How do we stay in the present going forward in the future? Right. I'm going to throw someone, I'm going to pass it to you, but... We always gonna get back to Nipsey. <laughs> like yeah. your response is the reason you exist. Like how you handle the past situations in the present determines if you've actually healed from that situation. So the first part is acceptance. Like you said, I accept who I was. I accept that I had to create this version of myself to survive at that time. I didn't know what I know now. So I had to have that version of myself. The humility is now releasing that version, is identifying I only needed it then. I don't need to be like this all the time. Damn sure not at work. Damn sure not with the kids. So I have to release that. I have to let that go. I pay homage to it. You know, I needed that bet, but you're done. So moving on is the next step. And a lot of times we're the ones that keep that shit going because it's good energy. It feels fucking good. You know what I mean? <laughs> when you cut somebody out and the situation just dissolves, and right. here you are a week later, like, yeah, I cussed that motherfucker out. Like, you keeping it going. Right. We have to move on. Once it's been said, it's been done, move on. Lastly, it's your affirmations, you dig? So I have rhetoric for any situation. Motherfuckers can't surprise me because they've tried. And I'm that type of kid. I used to plan out my conversations. I'm going to talk about his shoes first when I get to school and his mama. Like, <laughs> I'm in the bank. Like, if I were to rob this place, I would not, you dig? I plan out my situations already. So it's the words is in your affirmations. People have tried me my whole life. And it's taught me one thing that they always going to try me. So the affirmation I use is there's nothing you can say about me that I haven't already said about myself and accepted what it is. Right. So right. go off. You got an eight model. <laughs> I want to say everything you think you can say. And to show you it don't hurt my feelings, that, that is the last key. You got to not care. But when you care and give them that energy, they're going to try to twist. They're going to try to dig a little deeper. They're not even put another knife in over here because it's your response. You are showing them this affects you. That's the only reason they did it. They wanted to rise out of you. Oh, this motherfucker stone. He don't listen to nobody. I bet I'm going to get his attention. I bet he going to respond to me, you dig? So right. they're, they're playing a game. Mm -hmm. 
two people can't play a game if I ain't playing with you. <laughs> if we right. on the street going side by side, you going 100, I'm going 80. Like, you feel like you won. We was never in a race. I was never trying to win, you dig? So we have to stop participating in the bullshit and then get to the end and trying to cry and complain about and it. I, 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 <laughs> wait, because this is one thing. It was there was this one situation, and I hate to bring it up. And if you're listening, I mean, it happened, so you did it. It is what it is. Yeah. But they went on stage, and they they basically just told my entire life. I mean, the trauma, the everything, mm-hmm. never bothered me. Yeah, at all. It was like because I know who I am. Yeah, but. And this is what I have to grow from. The minute somebody call me a bitch or a punk, we gotta go. Oh, same. I'm the same. We gotta way. go. Because it's, it's you know different sound waves going through different <laughs> words than what you're saying. You Even how you say bitches, like you can't yeah, say that gentle. It always gonna get a rise. Like, I'm the same way, and, and that is your. That's what I mean by that's your self care. That's see, I participate in that yeah. every time, and I'm gonna tell them like, because at that point, there's no more talking. Right. I'm gonna let them know you gonna have to show me I'm a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> show me. <laughs> Oh, no, nah, hell okay, no. Nah. Okay, you okay, you defending yourself. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, okay. And that's along the lines that we shouldn't answer to the names. You know, that's not, not ours. But again, life is not good or bad, this or that. There, there, there's a whole spectrum. So there is that line even between the yin and yang. That's the gray area. That's where the things that typically apply don't apply in this situation. Right. And I'm about to handle it how I'm about to handle it. I'm going <laughs> to sleep good tonight. And if your cousin come, I'm going to do the same. Yeah. If my uncle come, I'm going to do the same. My boss, I'm going to... So now that's your growth. So a lot of situations I've experienced up here, I never had to go through out there. I had a dream about somebody trying to run up on me and I defended myself and I killed them. So now out here, I'm good. Because I know if you try to run up on me, I got that. So lifetimes and how we live again, that's why time is not a real thing. Because when you meditate and there's no time, there's no, it's an absence of time. 10 minutes can feel like two hours. And that can become anxiety because once you get back from that trip, you feel like you missed two hours. You dig right, what I'm saying? Right. And you can never, you know, that, that's just why they say a coward dies a thousand deaths. thousand deaths. Because he ain't here dying. A coward dies a thousand <laughs> Because I know from that point, every time I see you, you're going to know in your head, he let that go. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Or grab your girl's head. Come on, baby. We got to get out of here. He let yeah. that go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's almost worth get, get your ass beat. You hear what I'm and saying? With that embarrassment, then to know that I didn't address this situation. That frees you. Yeah. Like, let's look at any television show. This is the one thing I love about Chris Rock was Everybody Hates Chris. That was such a real television show about what we actually be going through as young boys going from middle school to high school. But look at any fucking nerd. At the end of being bullied, they finally take the glasses off like, fuck it, you don't have to whip my ass. I'm not running no more. I have no more lunch money for you. You just gonna have to kick my ass. And the bully's confused like... No, I gotta bully you to do that. No, no, just come on, just do it. Just do what you it's too easy do. for them. Yeah. That that wasn't their intention. So now they don't even want to mess with y'all. You're crazy. You want to get beat up because at home they get beat up, and that's the worst thing that can happen to them. So yeah. when they go in the world and somebody hurts them, I'm gonna do the worst thing that somebody's done to me to you. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. So again, once we get bullied. We're kind of low-key enabling them. We're low-key letting them know this is okay. Keep this doing is, it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? No I'm going to come back here and be, yeah. And the moment you stand up to them, your life changes. For, most of the bullies, I feel like, usually stop being bullies because they can't wrap their head around and he stood he up stood to up me. He stood up to me. Yeah, yeah. Or because they don't care. stand up to their bully. Right. So he, they can't understand that. Like, damn. 
But that could have been the best thing I needed because now they're going to go home and say, Dad, you know what? I don't like how you talk to me. I don't like how you put your hands on me. It's too physical. I feel weak. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if we can't have these type of conversations, as a father, if you can't be challenged in that way, you were doing your kids no service. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was a conversation, and God, you, you would have fit so good in this conversation. And it's people I don't particularly care for that was having the conversation, so I didn't include myself in the conversation. But the context was everything. So they were basically talking about can a person still be a good parent even though you're raising your child like in a trap or in dangerous situations or around even though they grow up to not be like you can you still be considered a good parent you know what i mean who was a good ass discussion because you had college niggas and hood niggas was having this conversation Word. hood niggas who still are in that life saying well i got my kids here and da, da, da. and that and ah, i agree with the college people like it's not the end of the world you know they might not die from every single situation that could happen in that home, but the trauma, like the things that you are leaving in them that they're not even going to start recognizing until teenagehood, until young adulthood. And most parents ain't even around to deal with that shit no more. Right. They done created separation from the child or the child created separation from them. So you're putting a seed in them that's going to grow and fuck shit up and you're just going to be in the background somewhere laughing and somewhere rubbing your hands together. like. So to me... That's why. Have I done it? Absolutely. Have most niggas I've done done it? I had no choice. Like I, I, I don't, and I'm not a person who makes excuses in my life. I had no choice. I had two jobs I lost. I had, I had to get my, I had to get, the, I had to get it. You dig what I'm saying? Let's go back to Nip. I mean, we, 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 <laughs> yeah, bring Nip. Let's, let's let's go back to Nip. And and I've spoken this in many prisons. Most of you know that I, I've spoken in a lot of prisons. And brought prisoners to tear with my story. I'm like, I know your story. How am I bringing you to tears with my story? But they were like, man, you survived. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I said, I, I told them like this. I said, okay, out of necessity, you you sold drugs or you 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 robbed people or what have you. If if what you did was so okay, right? Because there are a lot of people who don't see the penitentiary doing this type right, of stuff. Right, right, right. But I've seen that nobody got away from it. Their child passed away or something happened where, you know, it happened to their mom or whatever. If what you're doing is universally correct, it's going to come back to you good. In you, abundance, yeah. In abundance. But if what you're doing is universally wrong, even if you never see the penitentiary one day, it's going to come back in some summer or form. And, and, and most people are willing to accept that. I mean, I get it. It's, it's, it's not a problem. Like, okay, this is the life that I chose. But I'm just saying, you can't cry about it yep. when that universe reversed. Because like we have said before on the show before, this world is making it impossible to live that straightforward, straight life. You got to hustle or do something from the side in some sort of way. But just be prepared for the consequences right. of that. What I don't like is when people choose this lifestyle and then they want to play play victim. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, well, you know, like Nino Brown in New Jack City. Well, you know, I didn't have a silver spoon in my mouth, Miss Hawkins. Like, okay, that's fine. But, you know, you were smart. I'm pretty sure you had the same opportunities. You know, because most of the, the, like, the kingpins and stuff like that, they're geniuses. Oh, yeah. They could have run Fortune 500 companies, no problem. No Absolutely. Problem. You chose this lifestyle. Yeah. So when that time gets faced... You know, crying and bitching, you know what I'm saying? Snitching on each other. Snitching on each other, nothing like that. But I don't want to get away from the point. Yeah. The point is, whatever you put out there universally, you got to accept that. You got to hold that. You know what I'm saying? So even when I was stealing, 
yeah, I paid for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Some, when some way, shape, or form, I lost my scholarship running with street guys. I had no business running with street guys. Yeah. Now, I didn't go to jail or prison, but where could have my life have been if I went to the yeah. Ohio State University and fulfilled my scholarship for I wouldn't have had to go to the Navy. I wouldn't have to be hurt in that life. Cause, right. Because when you're in the streets, you're not thinking, oh, I'm hurting this. Let me not step on yeah. their toes. You're just going through like a bulldozer. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And you're not looking back to all the carnage and damage that you left behind. Yeah. And that's what most of them, I feel like, when they're running to the light is what they're trying to get away from. Absolutely. You don't want to lay with all them skeletons no more. Yeah, I mean. And greed and intent. So it's like, what are you yeah. doing for? But I understand it, but I, I don't I don't try to judge anybody's path. I understand it. All I just say is, you know, my dad did them 31 years for a reason. That's one one thing I, I always would say, like when he would say in the visiting room and stuff like that, he said, I'm in here for nothing that they caught me for. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They didn't catch me doing anything. You know, of course, people flipped. And, and, you know, they had to Rico and things of that nature. So, of course, he did the 31. But in my mind, I'm like, but you did do some shit. Right, right. So, obviously, the universe had to correct itself. Balance it up. It had to balance the It doesn't the shit matter out. what you get caught for. You're still in trouble. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, again, that's them trying to justify the position they're in because you now are forced to deal with it every day. So, that's right. why we have to be proactive. That's why when I choose to deal with it, I have a different mindset Versus when I force someone's forcing me to heal or grow right. or get closure, you dig what I'm saying? So we gotta take control of our life. That's what it is. So yeah, I if you were choosing that path, you know what I mean. It is what it is. But you can't neglect the fact this is going to affect your children. That that's yeah. the conversations of why we had the conversation. And you know what I mean. I, I agree. A lot of shit sounds judgy. Uh, we live our life through judgment. Yeah. So I, I I understood the other side because again, the guy is still in the middle of it. Saying like this is how I actively still live. My kids are fine. You dig? Like that mindset is why they're not fine. Because right, right. then when they got something else going on that is probably against you and you can't talk to them about, ah, oh, they're just fine. Like that's the gaslighting. Right, right. So if there's going to be an issue and we're going to blow up about it, let's blow up about every issue. But when you start picking and choosing issues, yeah. Because even even Nip. Running from his past, not even running from his past. Yeah, nah. Doing a whole he embraced that baby. Yeah, <laughs> doing a complete one eighty. His past life still caught up. Yeah, with you know yeah, because it always goes like that. That that's the point of a martyr. You're stepping into a position you know has an expiration date. Right. You dig what I'm saying? That's to the point of making any drastic change. That's why most people of the cloth was in the streets. That's why most people in these good positions were the worst of people yeah. technically. And they broke free from that because society was trying to tell them that. Oh, you got right. a face tattoo. You, you know what I mean? Like, they're trying to paint this picture of you. And you either been beat up so much you like discipline. You answer into this shit. Even out of anger, you still answer into it. You're right. bringing life into it. All they can do is set it up. You make it real. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They give you the idea, like, draw this. So, for me, I just don't draw shit. I'm like, nah, I'm cool. No. <laughs> you draw it. You know what I mean? So... When we start to get in these adverse situations, when we start to think, 
damn, this is the worst thing I've ever possibly been through. Or this is the worst thing I'm ever going to go through. That's where you need grace. You got to humble yourself and realize most of the things that even think back on your life. Most of the things that you imagine them, how bad they was going to go, they did not go that way. Yeah, yeah. And even if you really think back on the worst things that happened to you, they're not that bad when you really think about them with a clear yeah, mind. Absolutely. But when you was in the middle of it, you know what I mean? Because that's that fight or flight. That's everything in here saying, okay, you're right, mind. You in control of all this. So if you walk off a cliff, we all die. So right. it's going to send you signs and triggers and signals like, bro, stop whatever. Because they don't know what you're doing. But yeah. we get in this feeling and this imbalance that your ass ain't eight in two days, bro. Stop. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's why I love Jay-Z. He says, man, no matter what decisions I make, I at least try to be on the side of right. And I took that quote and I made it a lifestyle for over, over the past 15 years. That interview was over like 15 years ago. He said, I at least try to make sure I'm on the side of right. Yeah, and I don't feel like that's Jay. I feel like that's Jay now based on everything he went through. And that's why I love that for him. Yeah. But um, he reminds me a lot of me. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm like, what, you know, they consider like a villain. And a villain really is just the only difference from a hero is they're willing to be wrong to to fulfill their agenda yeah. a hero is not you know what i mean they have a book a structure they have to do it by to be righteous right a villain is just gonna get the fucking job done <laughs> <laughs> if that's not jay-z i don't know what it is but yeah. i love his longevity because now he's been in it so long he can speak from both sides that's why he is immortal that's why Nas and them nip is immortal because nip lived both sides he did this yeah. corporate shit he was selling mixtapes out the trunk he did both so when we when he talks now, that's why I give him my respect. It's not because he's Nipsey, it wasn't the braids, it wasn't the blackness. This is a person who I know he is experienced at the highest level, being broke, having no money, having a million dollars, and you got 10 people on your phone. Yo, I need that thousand, I need that 10, I need that. Yo, what's up? You still sitting, you know what I mean? And being able to balance all of that, like But but, but let's talk let's talk about this. He's talking about Jay, but let's throw George W. Bush and Donald Trump in in the factor. In order to be a true capitalist, yeah, you gonna have to bend a few corners. Oh, you're a psychopath for sure. If you or a sociopath, what, what do you feel about that? <laughs> if you want any type of major success, that means that you have, we're gonna have to adopt the true capitalist mindset, which means that you're gonna have to break a lot of rules. How do you feel about that? See, and the way I feel with you know, no Nipsey in it, because like through all his struggle, he always had his knowledge. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? He always had knowledge of of things and like when it comes to George W. Bush and all of them and stuff you always see like snakes you know what I mean yeah. like it's very sneaky and it's like their privilege was given to them like we always speak about so it's like they can be sneaky because they even when they fall they still gonna you know what I mean still be where they are so it's kind of like the envy and you know it's just I don't know I look at it their hustle their way a little different from everybody else's you know what I mean right. it's like you have a choice to do it this way you know what I mean but for our hustlers in the streets they're, they were born into it you know what I mean so it's like it's, I don't know, it really is a way of observance, you know what I mean, and a way of how you are going in with this trauma, with this life, you know, because it's like if you want to bring your baby here with you at this, you know, at this trap or whatever, make right. sure your baby's safe inside of this trap, wherever, right. you know what I mean, to make it where she's comfortable or he or she, whatever the case is, and it's like you are not doing this every day, and you're not comfortable bringing your baby here every day, but it's like right. you have to do it. So, like, you got to do what you got to do to where you don't have to do that. You're doing it to where you're building money to where you can take a baby to daycare and take where, whatever the case is. What's like your intent behind it. So, if you're like, oh, I do this, da, da, da. Well, okay, you know, so continue to be that fuckboy over there. But it's like your foundation of that is going to crumble eventually. So, it's like with Nipsey, since he was doing knowledge and stuff like that and healing in the in 
the process of the hustle or whatever, going to jail and stuff, but he always bounced back differently. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like the intent of that journey, you know. Let's well, take a, a better example. Mm -hmm. Barack Obama and Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. So Barack is the hero, right? Right. Everything he has to do has to be morally in line. Why? Right. He's not only representing the United States, but he's representing a race. You know what I'm saying? Him and his family, they have to always be on, pristine, and they have to care about the moves that they make. Donald Trump could give them. Right. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like his wife was what Playboy centerfold. Yeah, and just like how she copied Michelle. But yeah, so, so but he, as a villain, he yeah. don't give a shit. Not but both all. we hold in high regard. Yeah, I mean, they're being held in high regard. So they're like you. It's, it's, it goes back to what you said. There is no wrong. Right. Or right. You need both. Yeah. That's the story I talk about all the time, but that is Batman and Joker. Again, who's right, who's wrong? They both be beating ass. <laughs> they just have a certain line that separates them. You know what I mean? Which is usually genius or insanity. It's right, usually right. a very thin line. You feel me? So a lot of these situations, when you get into the perspective, again, is why we use affirmations. It's why I use proverbs. You know what I mean? A, a famous African proverb I love is Sometimes you have to show them the lion you you know sometimes you have to be the lion to show them the lamb that you really are. And a lot of people don't have that. They don't want to do anything dangerous. They don't want to have to hurt nobody's feelings. They don't want to have to step on toes. But if you have certain aspirations and there's certain levels you're trying to reach, you're going to have to step on somebody's neck on the way up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're going to have to. There's yeah. no other way around it. Or you don't want what you really think you want because that comes with it. Yeah. yeah. Morals and everything kind of go out the window. Hell yeah. You know, because yeah. good and bad, you know, your good and bad ain't going to help me on what I got to do to move forward. So, so, you know, just like how they say, like, um, like voodoo, witches, all this other stuff, you feel what I'm saying? But really, that's what helps build with my activation, my meditation, and this is what's helped me manifest that it is. So that's bad to you, but it's been good over here. Mm -hmm. So that's where observance come in, where it's like, and that's when you also say, fuck everybody else's opinion, because that's not helping me, but the opposite of what you're talking about actually is helping me. So you have right. to observe, like, what's lifting your vibration, what is not. That's what's good and bad. You yeah, know what I'm saying? So that's where, you know, it's, that's also... Sorry, we're kind of like everywhere because I have notes everywhere. But, you know, yeah. that is a part of the gratitude in the affirming during the meditation. Because mm -hmm. it's like, I understand that my way of healing is what's good for me and what I'm going to continue. So everybody else's opinion is not what we work with anymore. So if somebody do say, you were that fuck boy once before, okay, well, what am I am now? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's like how you said, like, what are we going to do about it now? You know, because I've been from that. If, in fact, you still trying to hold that title on me, I'm not about to feed into it.